Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about We Love Katamari and going back to the year 2005. At the time of recording, it is November the... Th- it is November the 17th, 2023. I am Ash the this Newton. Day. What's that? <laughs> easy for you to exactly. say. Exactly. So easy for me to say. Uh, I am Ash the Newton and the person who's proclaiming how easy it is for me to say things, who is on the other side of some tubes, is my co-host, Andy the Android. It is I. <laughs> hey, it's me from before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What's going on? Oh, you know, lots of things I feel like, but, and I'm just like, it's been a week. Um, it seems like it's crunch time right before the Thanksgiving holiday. Until we get um, to that gooey center. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The gooey center. Um, <laughs> but it's like my boss has been doing everything in his power to make sure that I have to come to work next week <laughs> and it, not the whole week, but you know, a, a few days of it. So. Yeah, I'm taking Friday off. I mean, and Thursday, of course. Yeah. 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 Good for you. So I, if, if, if with a little bit of luck, I might be able to take Wednesday also and nice. get paid for it. So, Ooh, even better. Even better, even um, better. So yeah, and and the uh, the weather's changed here quite. A, it's we got rain. It's I don't know. This is the most substantial rainstorm I think we've had. Basically, I don't know. Not this year, but no, this not this winter. year. But yeah, yeah. So, it's wet outside. I walked yeah. in it. I had an umbrella. It was great. I've noticed it's one of the uh, first cold rains we've had too. Like it's, it's like oh, it's raining outside and it's really freaking cold at the same time. Um, whereas it past few rainstorms have been kind of bringing in warmer temperatures with them. So yeah, not so much now. Mm. Anything else going on? You know, just 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 life stuff. Um, my partner's out of town this week, so it's kind of up to me to hold down the fort and feed myself and take care of the dogs. If, if, if you guys could see the screen, you could see there's a dog in my face right now. Yeah. Like <laughs> a cute little guy. Yeah. Yeah. He woke up from his nap. You might, you might hear, he might make little <laughs> noises in the microphone, I guess. As he tries to lick me. Um, so, so yeah, that's, I guess that's been kind of, kind of stressful too, but, She'll be back in a few days, so that's nice. that's really it. What how about how about you? What's going on with you? I'm gonna turn the table. How are the turntables? Yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, things things are good. Um, been playing a lot of Katamari and loving it, so I feel like the so spoiler alert. Um, I feel like the game is aptly named. We love, or at least I love Katamari. I don't know if you do. Uh, <laughs> we do. We could say maybe we. I, I, I the royal we love. loves yeah. Katamari. Yeah, I, so just just doing that, and then uh, I don't know. I've watched watched a bunch of movies in the past week. Oh, um, okay. I was supposed to go on a trip that I didn't end up being able to go on um, mm. for reasons uh, out of my control. Mm. So yeah, so I stayed home and I watched movies. I nice. I I checked out Asteroid City, that uh, that new 
uh, Wes Anderson movie. I was going to say Wes Craven. I'm like, that's oh, wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I just uh, rewatched Isle of Dogs like a couple weeks I ago. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, you got to watch that. All right. I'd like, yeah, that's I'd good. like to check that out. It, yeah, the, the trailer looked really interesting for sure. If you're into like stop motion animation, I think it's yeah, some of, I like stop some motion of the best stuff. work. Yeah, yeah. So good. Cool. I so yeah, like I, I watched it. I I was entertained by it. I really haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson movies, but I don't know. I liked that it was weird and that it was like fourth wall breaking and I also just really like the cast in general and I liked the color palette of the movie and like the camera work. Like it's you know, I know that it's very him. Um mm. But it's like, it's, it's really interesting. So yeah, I like, I like his films and I, I think that my, my suspicion is that the, that the cast doesn't get paid a whole lot, like as they would for like a, a major film. But I think that a lot of the cast um, just likes to be yeah. in, those, in those films. So that's yeah. why they're able to they get a lot of repeat people as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, because most movies, like in general, I don't care what your budget is, can't like afford to pay for like George Clooney, Scarlett Johansson, like and and yeah. all the all these people, uh, Edward Norton, like all Steve these Carell. people. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's just like it would be too much. So I think that <laughs> Jeff take- Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Jeff Goldblum actually has a pretty, pretty major character in Isle of Dogs, which is which I, I enjoy because in some of the movies, like in Grand Budapest Hotel, it seems like Jeff Goldblum's very brief. He's in a few scenes like here, here, and then kind of gone. Jeff Goldblum is he's brief, but he's he's kind of major in a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I the more the more Goldblum. Uh, the better yes so. i've i've seen him with his band perform oh jeff goldblum and the mildred snitzer orchestra wow yeah i haven't heard i didn't know this about yeah jeff it's goldblum. yeah cool. it, it's it's pretty cool it was cool. it was interesting for sure he's mm-hmm. he's quite the character <laughs> sure yeah i'm kind of looking forward to some movies i'm probably gonna have to do some this weekend because i gotta find a way to unwind from all the stress i'm dealing with yeah gotta chill out man have you seen that new um the newest spider-man animated one yeah the the new spider-verse one i actually watched it on a flight uh last time i took oh yeah i I think i I remember you talking about that now yeah but i did re re rewatch it again recently on yeah they uh, just they just put it on Netflix. netflix yeah so yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to. And because of the the fancy new color sync light things that I set up on my TV, yeah. um, I waited. I didn't watch it this past weekend because um, my partner wanted to watch it with me. So she and I maybe will watch that this weekend. Yeah, and I I'm gonna do everybody a disservice because this is this is sort of in a in a way a mild spoiler. But I was really glad going into the movie knowing about this. Okay. And that um this the, that movie is a part one of a of a part two story that hasn't released yet, but oh, okay. the second part of the story is going to release this year, twenty twenty four. So you don't have to wait long. Nice. So going into you know because I I remember um you know my my neighbor went and he's like he was kind of disappointed by that, but knowing going in, it's like eh, this is fine. Like it was it was good. Okay. Have you seen the first one recently? Recently, no. Oh, okay. 
that might be worth but I have a, seen a, it. a rewatch. Yeah, too. If um, just because it continues pretty, I don't know. They they also give you recaps in that. I mean, I I played Spider Man Miles Morales. Yeah, I'm good. yeah, you got it. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> I know what's up with Miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, at least in one of the universes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Should we move on to our question? Yeah, I can't think of anything else really because it, it's been short since we recorded last. It's been, I think, a week. Less, yeah. no, just barely over a week. Yeah, agree. Um, so yeah, not a whole, not a whole lot has happened since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let, let's hit the question from Chrono. He, it's funny, he actually posted it the day that we recorded the last one, I think, or the day before. Mm-hmm. But that that NPC G Man one was in the backlog. Um, yep. So here we are asking it today. Chrono asks, what are some interesting accessories you've owned for your games and consoles? I just got some third-party Joy-Cons with a more comfy design similar uh, to the Nixie Hyperion, and my hands are happy. Yeah. Follow, he follows up asking, have those accessories changed the way that you use your consoles in a meaningful way? Nice. I, you know, I kind of want to hear your answer because you got more things here and then. Um, sure. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking about it a few different ways. And at first I was only thinking like controllers and I was listing off different types of controllers, but not, not very exciting. So I was like, wait a second. I actually have some more meaningful like accessories that I've used with my consoles Stuff like Everdrives and uh, the Terra Onion mode and mm-hmm. the GC loader. Like all of those things make it possible to use original hardware and play pretty much every, like, uh, you know, backups of your, your games. Um, and, you know, have a way to kind of experience these multi hundred dollar games. Um, for sure without having to do it through emulation, because, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you might know a little bit of things about how expensive retro games are right now. And, you know, an EverDrive isn't cheap necessarily, (laughs) Mm, but I feel like if you're going to play that system quite a bit and you want to play a good number of games on any one of the systems that, you know, an EverDrive is, is made for or the mode is made for or the GC loader is for, um, it's, uh, I'd say it's good in the end. Also, you know, you're not, you're not gonna fall victim to, to disc rot on a lot of these games eventually. Um, at yeah. least, you know, any CD and DVD based games. It's important for game preservation in that way, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's fun to still be able to use your, you know, original consoles with original memory cards and original controllers and stuff like that. And, uh, keep it, keep it close to the nostalgic original experience. Um, if you want to do that. And also I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out of, out of order for myself here. And another way that that is helpful with playing original hardware is something like a retro tink as an upscaler. And there are other brands, of course. Um, it's just the one that I use and that I really enjoy. It's easy. It's it's mm. plug and play. I've used a different upscaler in the past that like when a game would switch resolutions between like maybe a cutscene or even like 
from uh, like a level select screen to the actual gameplay, it would it, like the signal would cut out sometimes. No. And the only way to get it to work would be to fully shut everything down and turn everything back on. Mm. So, you know, not not running anything like that with the retro tank is super nice. Um, when I actually use original hardware. Other enhancements to original like hardware and the experience that you can have with different games is like I also have the Brook Wingman SD, and that is something that allows me to use like you can use a multitude of different controllers and accessories, but this connects to the Sega Saturn and the Sega Dreamcast. And I use my arcade stick with it. So if I play a shmup on either of those two consoles, I can just plug in the one arcade stick that I have now. Like I used to have the Dreamcast specific arcade stick. And then I was considering getting all these different arcade sticks for all these different systems. And I'm like, well, that's silly. There's got to be like adapters that I can get so I can just have one arcade stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's pretty much the route that I've gone. So um, yeah, for the Saturn and the Dreamcast which is where, at least on retro consoles, where I play the most shmups, not with a D-pad. Um, it's uh, the Brookwing Man SD is great. Oh, the last thing. Uh, I'm going to say the most, probably the most interesting accessory, and I'm using air quotes for this right now, uh, is my electric drum set. <laughs> mm, yeah. Because, um, you know, I can use the, the Rock Band MIDI controller, uh, for Xbox 360, and then I've also got the little, uh, like, a way to adapt that to my Series X, mm-hmm. and can use my, like, full awesome electric drum set and play drums with Rock Band. Yeah, and also without Rock Band too, right? Yes, so. it's it's yeah, it's been forever actually since I've played drums with Rock Band. Now I just now I just drum. Yeah, it's um yeah, and it's a fun way to play video games and and all that so yeah i and the reason i kind of had you go first because a lot of the answers i have here are just kind of the same like the the fight stick like has made games like um like just just like your your brawler type video game yeah like your 2d side scroller like in a way i would probably get kind of bored with those but like playing with the fight stick is so much more comfortable and it feels so much more responsive and i i kind of feels like it's just sort of the me- way it's meant to be played. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I really, you know, I bought one on your recommendation. Yeah. Um, you have the same, I think you have the same model that I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, and uh, yeah, it's been a good fight stick. Um, you know, and I, I love it even it, it's got a high range of compatibility. It's, it's capable of making things think um, it's like a, like an Xbox controller and in, in yeah. input or um, yeah. So Xbox PlayStation. You can also like, I connect it to my Nintendo switch. Yep. Um, in some cases you have to actually like plug in a PS4 controller or plug in an Xbox one controller or something into it to, yeah. to like have it like have the console be like, Oh yeah, I guess this is a, whatever the proper controller is. And I was just so impressed. I plugged it into my Steam Deck. It took a minute. Like it kind of like auto switched through the inputs a few times, and then boom, it came up on X input, and it was ready to go. <laughs> I was like, nice. "That's that's amazing." Uh, and then, uh, since you were talking about the 
you know, just modernizing my, my N64 with kind of all yeah, those things man. that you mentioned, like, you know, the, the, the controller, like the, the N64 controller is not bad. It's totally usable, all this stuff, but having the brawler 64 just, I think provides some more modern updates. And I just love how the joystick feels on the brawler. It gives you a level of precision in my opinion, where I didn't feel like I had that on the uh, the original Xbox or uh, Nintendo joystick, Nintendo 64 uh, yeah. joystick. I love that controller for any N64 game that I don't have muscle memory in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it feels <laughs> good. But yeah, sometimes you need to feel the it's the exact you know pull of the stick. I guess is for lack of a better term, like. Yeah, it's so funny. Any any game that I spent a lot of time in, I have a really hard time using the brawler. But any yeah. new to me game that I play on the N sixty four, I love using the brawler. Right. And then you know the EverDrive for you know that I could play so many more games that I couldn't play before because I either you know didn't own them or um, they're prohibitively expensive or yeah rare. you want to play one of the mario parties i think they're like over a hundred dollars a piece <sighs> no no way yeah that's that's sounds terrible yeah that's it's nuts like how yeah. expensive uh some of the games are and and the retro tink like made it just easy to plug into an HDTV. just yeah. uh, again just completely sidestepping a problem that it had probably kept me from plugging in an N64 for years, right? Yeah. Like there was just either no way to plug it in or it just looked really poor. Um, this, this helps that experience yeah. a lot. Um, one thing I wanted to call out is just like when I was a kid using different controller access, we had a racing wheel, like at some point. Yeah. That was that's so cool. Fun. fun I've always wanted games. one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting because there was never the the um, tension on it was so tight that it had these suction cups you had to stick down yeah. onto a surface because if you didn't, the whole thing would just rotate. <laughs> like there'd be no way that it would work. You couldn't just like muscle it down or anything. Um, so that was cool. But we also had this thing which I love to play with with racing games, which was called the uh, Interac Ultra Racer, which is is that the yeah, it's got a wheel on it yeah. that you use, and the um, it's, it's got like a controlling a remote, like a remote control car, kind of right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You kind of hold it with your left and like steer with your right. I guess it's kind of ambidextrous sort of controller, but that was interesting because um, there was even like you know turbo buttons and things on it, yeah, like, so that you could play with. Um, and I guess sort of the idea is that if you pulled the trigger in, it would give you like the acceleration button which would be like x but then if you pushed it away it would actually use the like square button for brake or whatever okay brake was so so you kind of had this like one pedal driving sort that's, of thing that's going interesting on. yeah um it was kind of an interesting trigger because it came down to like a two-prong fork that you're, you put your finger in the middle so that you could complete that motion huh. so that was just a again that was just like an activity in itself like yeah hey, let's try and get this controller working with this game and play with it you know so it was a so yeah look at it if you don't know what i'm talking about listening out there look up the interact ultra racer so yeah like i've never used one but i remember seeing ads for them and they looked super cool 
Yeah, some of the buttons, they had these weird pressure-sensitive buttons where it was like this, you know, like a normal X button, but it was like four times as long. Like, it came way out. So, it like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know what was up with that. Like, maybe maybe that also could have been used as, like, an, the accelerator or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. Or, I mean, or I guess even for brake application, but... yeah. Interesting. For which console was that for? The original for PlayStation? The, the, the original PlayStation. Did that even support analog buttons? I know that it had support for the dual analog controller, but I wonder um, if it had support for analog buttons. I, I don't recall that. I, I, I thought that was a PlayStation 2 thing. Pressure sensitive buttons. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So That's, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of other cool stuff out there that we don't have. Yeah, um, totally. But, but yeah. You know, keeping it retro focused since we're retro focused, kind of. <laughs> yeah. And there's some cool switch accessories and Joy-Con alternatives and all that stuff. I just feel like I've owned the switch for as long, you know, since launch. So like six, seven years now. I can't and believe it's been that long. Yeah. And I just like, I'm like, I've made it this far. I don't need to spend more money on this thing, but, um, but yeah, I, I still kind of want an OLED one. Oh yeah, an OLED one would be nice. Because I still have my launch model. Yep. But I want an OLED Steam Deck. Oh. Ooh yeah. yeah okay, that, so that let's actually... talk about the news, and we're unofficially talking news about the OLED Steam Deck first. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that thing looks cool. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I. When I look at it, I'm even tempted even with the Steam Deck, but yeah, I'm kind of, I just sort of keep telling myself when I'm using the LCD model and I'm looking at the screen, there's nothing like, I know a lot of people talk about the black levels of LCD. I don't notice it. It looks just as bright or vibrant as I'd want it to be. So I'm like, I'm like, this is fine. You know, yeah. if, if I had an OLED sitting next to it, I'm sure I would feel differently. Sure. <laughs> but um, I think I'm just, Personally, I'm just I'm gonna try and wait wait it out till see what the next revision brings because sort of what the rumor is is that well it looks like maybe their upgrade cycle is every two years, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean I I don't know like I saw some article that was like the components that it, like that are gonna be used in the Steam Deck too don't even exist yet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm like, well, there's probably going to be some time, but also, you know what, no matter what, yeah, no matter what, there's always going to be a new thing. So, yeah. And, and I feel like this first steam deck was the steam deck was not this. the Okay. The OLED steam deck was the steam deck that valve wanted to make. But when you're looking at a company and you're trying to like build something like this that hasn't been built before, it's kind of like, all right, well, we can't have all the nice things, <laughs> you know, like I'm sure yeah. that they would make the, 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 the adjustments and the, but anyway, I just think that this, the, you know, it was, it's a refined steam deck, you know? Um, and if, if you don't have one, I, it, yeah, now is a great time to buy. I would say, <laughs> uh, I know it looks so good. Yeah. Um, um, I still just like, I want one. And I'm like, but I'm just like, I, would I use it? Mm, yeah. That's, I mean, buying cool hardware and not using it has never stopped me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. No, I, I think that you would. 
Um, but you, you know, but I, I respect the restraint, you know, like I, I have to restrain myself all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's all, it's why I've barely handled your steam deck and have not gone out of my way to really use one. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I know the more I see one and have one in my hands, I for sure am going to want one. Like I yeah. know, like I already know that I want one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know really how much I would use it right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I, or I would get it and that's all I would use. Like that's yeah. also something I'm maybe worried about. So yeah, like, I have sure. all this other stuff <laughs> that am yeah. I going to stop using this other stuff? Cause now yeah. I'm also getting, I, I, you know, and I think part of it was like winning the PS five as well, which where I'm just like, I just got a fancy new console that I'm not using a whole lot yet. I mean, I did right when I got it, but anyway. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I've 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 done that too over the years. Just kind of like you know, sometimes the 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 PlayStation Five collects dust. Sometimes even you know, like I think it was like last week, I I hardly touched my Steam Deck because I was playing stuff on the PS Five. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I mean, playing um, playing you know Katamari on it, it was uh was great. And actually, the rumor is the new 3.5 update that just came out actually brought a lot of performance improvements to all Steam Decks. Ooh. And I just updated it and I tried Katamari and I swear it dropped a whole watt of power draw like while it's playing. I was like, oh that's that's cool. Like it's just get, it's getting better, you know, as things go. Nice. So I thought that was neat. Um but there's a reason we brought up talking about Valve exactly um so half-life gets a 25th anniversary update and steam deck support Mm. um this was announced today that and also if you listen to this the night slash day that it comes out you still have time to get half-life for free if you don't already own it and you can get it on steam it is free right now. Uh, well, this is until November 20th, so I'm assuming that means also throughout the 20th, but I don't okay. know. Sure. Um, yeah, so Half-Life is 25 years old now. Wow. It, it made me like, could we do another episode for Half-Life again? <laughs> yeah, hey, you know. I, Chrono asked, uh, asked that question at if one point. If we would ever want to redo one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they updated it. They added some new content here. It is now Steam Deck verified, as mentioned. They did also add Half-Life Uplink, which was a demo previously. Like the, the original standalone Half-Life demo is now part of the game and it's accessible through the new game menu. Mm-hmm. There's four new maps for Half-Life Deathmatch. Uh, they added also, it says what, they added three old Half-Life Deathmatch maps formerly available on the Half-Life Further Data CD. Double Cross, oh my god, wait, Double Cross was only available on that? I remember playing Double Cross. Mm. Um, oh my god, added Ivan the Space Biker. That was the original prototype of Gordon, was Ivan the Space Biker. Oh. Um, prototype Barney Skeleton, Too Much Coffee Man. Oh, wait, What? <laughs> that was oh, that was one of the the mod skins that you could download. 
Oh, oh okay. my god, dude! There were so many skins that we downloaded back in the day for Half Life Lands. <laughs> too much um, coffee, man. Sounds hilarious. <laughs> yeah, too much coffee, man. Oh my god, there's standard player models now. That's so good. Um, added dozens of new sprays. Okay, formerly on the Half Life for the Data CD. Uh, support for Steam networking. So one thing they did also. Mm. Oh, hold on for nostalgia. Uh, brought back the original Valve intro video can be skipped with the dash no vid launch command. Like mm. you would have to do that. Like, oh my god. Anyway, never mind. I'm gonna stop being an old man talking about. <laughs> well, are you? Would you right click on the properties of your Half Life you shortcut? Then you add different commands to it. Anyway, uh, updated main menu. D- to a design inspired by the game's original 1998 main menu. I've seen the screenshot of it on the actual like official Half-Life anniversary website. Mm. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like launch Half-Life. It's so good. Uh, and let's see, change the default models from or to the original non-HD models. So that's exciting. Huh. Okay. They have full 4K support now. So Ooh. one one thing that that is significant about that cuz like technically you've always been able to game or sorry not always you have for a while been able to set the game resolution to 4K but it makes your like little weapon bar up at the top when you're using the numbers like yeah. 1 2 3 4 5 6 whatever to like quick switch to different weapons they're like tiny 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 you can barely see them now they are scaled properly to the display yeah um, so yep. they've yeah they've they've updated a lot of that stuff, um, added a low in lower input latency setting, um, they, they balanced multiplayer like I'm I can't wait to play this I'm so excited to play some Half Life and play it online because I bet people are coming back. <laughs> yeah yeah I think this will definitely wake people up and say, you know, anyone who cared about Half-Life Deathmatch, come play. Um, I like that there's Steam networking uh, support also, because I think that's going to make, like, buddying up a little bit better than trying to, like, find the server that everybody's on. Um, Man, I miss community servers. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the way that you could play with some of the same people and actually, like... I don't know. Get get to know the people you're playing with. Yeah, not just a clean slate every every match. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's ups and downs to all of it, but anyway, good good times. Cannot wait to play. That's it. I'm gonna play some Half Life this weekend. Yeah, it's gotta happen. It must be done. Oh, it will be done. Maybe for, even after. For, maybe even after we're done here. Because I'm drinking a caffeinated beverage right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. I probably need that, but after this, I'm going to go to sleep probably. So Yeah, you're smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, anything, I mean, that that's all, that's all really, it's in the news. Everything else, um, dear listener, is look at all the crap that's on sale for Black Friday. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to read that. Like, that's all the news right now. Yeah. So if it's too profitable, those affiliate links, you know, people they can't resist. <laughs> Look at everything that's on sale. 
Anyway, I don't know what that exactly. voice is, who that person is. <laughs> well, um, you want to talk it, about, uh, I was going to say Katamari Damacy. We already talked about that. You want to talk yeah. about We Love Katamari? Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. All right. Should we get in the time machine? Let's do it. Let's get in the time machine. And we have arrived. It is September the 20th. The year is 2005. And on that, that Zune that I've referenced so many times, mm. that brown Zune <laughs> that belonged to the friend that I work with, for some reason, we're listening to his Zune. And the number one song in the U.S. today is Gold Digger from Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. That's right, everybody. It's the same song as it was a week ago when we went back in time for uh, Burnout Legends six ah. episodes ago. <laughs> Look at that. And then now that that's wrapping up. Nothing changed for the UK this week either. One week later, still the most popular song in the UK is Don't Ya from the Pussycat Dolls featuring Busta Rhymes. Mm. No special opinions to share this time around about these songs. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, I, I remember when these songs were on the air and, and I, I felt, I felt, Don't you? I still feel like they're overplayed <laughs> to this. I still haven't recovered, you know? Don't you there wish you, you didn't have to hear the song? <laughs> don't much. you wish you could just throw it? Oh, no, I don't know. Never mind. That was that went bad. Man, the, <laughs> I should have just stopped at the beginning. Anyway, uh, other things going on this month. Uh, <laughs> I've only had caffeine. Why can't I speak properly? Um, <laughs> September the 1st, the 22nd MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, Green Day, Kelly Clarkson, and Kanye West win some awards. Hmm. Uh, September the 4th, James uh, Mangold's biographic drama, Walk the Line, starring Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash and Reese Witherspoon as June Carter, debuts in the Telluride Film Festival in Telluride, Colorado. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. September 7th, the first presidential election was held in Egypt. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember we talked. I, I, this sounds so familiar because it's exactly the same. Uh, September the 13th, Supernatural debuts on the WB starring Jensen Ackles and Jared uh, Padalecki, longest running North American fantasy series. September the 18th, Farm Aid. That's right. We talked about Farm Aid and how you want to go to Farm Aid. You yeah. still can. It's happening every year still. So 2024 is your year to go to Farm Aid next oh. September. All right. I'll book uh, my tickets. <laughs> Farm Aid 18 held in Tinley Park, Illinois. Performers include Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Arlo Guthrie, Buddy Guy, Emmylou Harris, James McMurdy, Jimmy Stir, and his orchestra, John Mayer, Kathleen Edwards, Kenny Chesney, Susan Tedeschi, Widespread Panic, and Wilco. September the 30th, Namco merges with Bandai to form Bandai Namco Holdings, the third largest video game entity in Japan. Hey, we're talking about a Bandai Namco game today. Mm. Uh, movies released this month include The Transporter 2, Upperclassmen, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Venom, Just Like Heaven, Lord of War, Flight Plan, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride, Serenity, A History of Violence, and Capote. Music released this month includes Tack from Sigur Rós, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out from Panic at the Disco, 
10,000 fists from Disturbed, How to Save a Life from the Fray, The Naked Truth from Lil' Kim, uh, The Trinity from Sean Paul, and From Mars to Sirius from Gojira, and lastly, uh, PCD from the Pussycat Dolls. Notable video game... Oh, what's up? Uh, I just thought that was funny. The album title is just the initial yes. Puss, uh, Pussycat Dolls. Yep. <laughs> uh, notable video games released this month include Armored Core, Nine Breaker, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, Gretzky NHL 2006, Legend of K, We Love Katamari, Top Spin, and DDR Extreme 2, all for the PlayStation 2. On the Xbox, we saw games such as Dynasty Warriors 5, Tecmo Classic Arcade, Kingdom Under Fire, Heroes... Uh, Ninja Gaiden Black and Far Cry Instincts. We also saw World Series of Poker, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Lockdown, and Battalion Wars for the GameCube. For the PSP, we saw titles like Burnout Legends, Grip Shift, Medieval Resurrection, uh, Frantics, and Tiger Woods PGA Tour 06. For the Nintendo handhelds, we received Lunar, Dragon Song, Lost in Blue, Whack-A-Mole, Space Invaders, Revolution, and DK King of Swing. Multi-platform leases include... One Piece Grand Battle, uh, sorry, One Piece Grand Battle Rush. There's just a lot of like punctuation in yeah. that that I was like, wait, am I done? I'm not Grand done. Grand Battle exclamation point rush. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also saw Burnout Revenge, Evil Dead Regeneration, Scooby Doo Unmasked, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, Fahrenheit, Indigo Prophecy, Ultimate Spider Man, and the Capcom Classics Collection. All right, let's talk some history on We Love Katamari. But first, we know it was released September 20th, 2005. Today it is playable on the PlayStation 2, uh, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Windows, Xbox One, Series X and S. And basically all the latter consoles after PlayStation 2 is because of the re-roll. Uh, re- like yes. Reverie re-roll. Yeah, re-roll and reverie. Yeah, I couldn't uh figure out the reverie because it was like Katamari the title is Katamari plus reverie re-roll. <laughs> I don't know what those words mean altogether, but here we are. They added a couple things. I yeah, yeah. Is that the reverie part? I I, I don't know. Sure. Maybe. I think so. I anyway, I'm confused. But you'll notice that's a common theme about this game is I'm often very confused <laughs> what's going on. Oh, but it's so um, good. It, I mean, I'm not going to deny its quality, but <laughs> I'm just saying like when, yeah, whenever the, the, um, the, whenever there is dialogue on screen, I'm very confused. But uh, as for the history. Namco announced We Love Katamari on April 25th, 2005. The game was showcased at that year's Electronic Entertainment Expo, or E3, and received positive feedback from attendees. Initially, the creator, Takahashi, was against the idea of making a sequel to Katamari Damacy, believing that the gaming industry relied too much on sequels. So... (laughs) the years to come would not be kind but anyway um, yeah uh, limiting creativity however namco had already started working on a christmas themed version of the original without takahashi's involvement when takahashi discovered the project executives insisted that the sequel's development would proceed with or without his input 
In response, Takahashi agreed to direct the sequel tentatively titled Katamari Damacy 2. Takahashi decided uh, to theme the sequel around providing fan service and an appreciation for the significant support of the original Katamari Damacy. This decision stemmed from his dissatisfaction with traditional game categorization methods, such as displaying product descriptions on cover art. Uh, the sequel was named We Love Katamari to reflect, his, to reflect this concept and the level structure centered around fulfilling requests from fictional fans, a concept deemed impossible in the original Katamari Damacy. Uh, we Love Katamari was designed on a larger scale with a team of 30 people maintaining the spirit of the first game while introducing new elements. Similar to the first game, We Love Katamari avoids realism, focusing on stylized and bizarre characters and environments. This whimsical approach extended to the story, which Takahashi wrote as a self-referential narrative where characters acknowledge and discuss being in a game. Although multiplayer modes were initially planned for Katamari Damacy, they were cut due to time constraints. These modes created by Takahashi and the development team aim to promote teamwork and provide players with a sense of accomplishment. And uh, for the reception, We Love Katamari received positive acclaim upon its release. Metacritic awarded it a score of 86 out of 100. In Japan, it sold over 116,000 copies by the end of 2005. The Sydney Morning Herald praised the game, highlighting its seamless scale changes, allowing areas to become accessible or off-limits based on the size of your flotsam-encrusted orb. Uh, the Times provided a favorable review, emphasizing that We Love Katamari marked a positive shift with Electronic Arts, the world's largest games publisher, releasing a title that was new, entertaining, and ultimately original. Both GamePro and Game Informer commended the introduced co-op mode, acknowledging a learning curve, but affirming that the game remained polished and enjoyable, both in single-player and co-op modes. Uh, GameSpot mentioned that getting used to the co-op might take some time, but could become a great acquired taste. <laughs> in contrast, IGN was more critical... Crit Critical of co-op, stating that it didn't work well at all. Well, poo-poo, IGN. <laughs> Shut up, IGN. I used to really like you. Anyway. <laughs> but shut up, IGN. <laughs> uh, the music also received positive feedback from critics. Game Informer noted that the music maintained its artsy quality from the predecessor, praising the brilliance of dogs barking in the theme song. Uh, GameSpy echoed sil uh, similar sentiments, appreciating the coolness of the music, but the added production values and the ability to choose preferred songs. Eurogamer considered the music superior to its predecessor, highlighting re-recorded songs with a broader vocal range and the addition of classical pieces. GameSpot observed a shift in the game's music direction, moving away from uh, catchiness to a more experimental approach compared to its predecessor. Uh, X-Play considered it to be... Or, sorry. X-Play considered it one of the best, but regarded it as slightly inferior to its predecessor. While the overall reception was positive, some reviewers critiqued specific aspects. Eurogamer noted imperfect mechanics, criticizing difficulty uh, imbalances between levels. IGN was critical of the gameplay, finding it less appealing than the first game and expecting more creative changes uh, GameSpot criticized the versus mode for its limited three stages reducing its 
replay value. Um, Xplay mentioned a lack of significant advancements from its predecessor. predecessor. Whatever, Xplay. <laughs> You're canceled. Just a hater. <laughs> Just a hater. <laughs> Um, all right, for the overview, in We Love Katamari, you control the prince, a tiny five centimeter tall character, and the son of the godlike king of all cosmos. The prince navigates through levels, rolling a magical ball called a Katamari, which attracts smaller objects to it. The goal is to collect items to meet the objectives set by the king. As you collect more objects, the Katamari grows, enabling it to pick up larger items like buildings and clouds. However, collisions with moving objects or walls make the attached items fall off, shrinking the Katamari. Rolling against walls allows the Katamari to climb and reach higher areas. Yeah, I liked that climbing mechanic in this one. That was, that was good. It, it did still exist in the first game, but it's way more fiddly in the first it, game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we Love Katamari differs from its predecessor in level design. The main mode is Make a Star, where the Katamari must reach a specific size set by the king. New modes include growing the Katamari as big as possible with a limited number of objects, rolling up snow to create a snowman's head, collecting children for a school, and using a sumo wrestler to gain body mass by rolling over food items. Completing missions unlocks alternative versions of the new level with new objectives. Some missions allow players to find a cousin of the prince who, when rolled up, becomes a playable character. Royal presents unlock clothing for the prince and his cousins. A cooperative two-player mode lets each player control half of the Katamari working oh. together to roll up objects. Additionally, there's a battle mode where players comp compete to roll up more objects than their opponent. That's cool that the cooperative mode is essentially <clears throat> essentially like I'm assuming you're each person is controlling one of the sticks, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, be fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get to play co-op or versus or anything like that. Mm. Uh, all right. For the plot, the first story of the game, uh, sorry, the first story in the game is a self-referential story of how the king of all cosmos is reacting to the unexpected success of Katamari Damacy. After completing his goal to recreate uh, the stars in the sky, the king of all cosmos was surprised to discover that he had many fans down on earth. King of all cosmos seeks to help fulfill the wishes of his fans and with the help of his son and his son's cousins who, who again traveled to earth, rolling things into a Katamari. Uh, the second story tells the life of the King of all cosmos before becoming King. His father always pushed his son to go further and punished the future King whenever he failed his task, failed a task uh, in his early life, he was a boxer. After losing first place in a boxing tour tournament, the emperor throws his son's second place trophy into the river out of disappointment. At some undisclosed time after an argument concerning a strawberry shortcake, of, of what else, of course, the, the future king runs away from home and gets into fights with street punks who in one altercation slice off the front of his uh, pompadour haircut. The dejected king 
future king bumps into a woman and they fall in love at first sight. The future king's father lectures. In frustration and anger, the son lashes out, knocking his father to the ground. The king walks away without any further dispute, confusing the, fu- the future king. Uh, later that evening, the future king spies his father deep in thought, staring at the second place boxing uh, trophy, recalling the incident from his childhood and imagining his father fishing the trophy back out from the river. He realizes the love underlying his father's stern exterior all these years. He bursts into the room crying and kneels before his father to beg for forgiveness. The father places a hand on his son's head and supports the future king's relationship with his future wife. After this reconciliation, all is well between the emperor and the son and his fiancée, but soon afterward the emperor falls ill. The emperor's crown, sorry, the emperor crowns his son as the new king of all cosmos and collapses shortly after. At a later undisclosed time, the king is now a grown man, pacing back and forth in a waiting room. Suddenly, he hears the sound of a baby crying in the delivery room. As he rushes to investigate, a nurse appears from a doorway to call him. Later, the king and the queen are then shown happily looking down at their son, the prince of all cosmos, newly born and wrapped in a blanket. The character that the player controls during the game. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of silly, the whole premise of everything, but so is the first game. Yeah, Um, I just, I thought it was interesting how that story of the King of All Cosmos was sort of injected in there. I was kind of confused the first time, but I quickly caught on. I'm like, wait, this is the story of the king. Yes. The story of the king. Yeah. Um. Well, what what's what's your take on this? What did you think of Wheel of Katamari? So, just a disclaimer: I did not finish it. Um, I I did get pretty. I I got to see a lot of the levels that I I saw were sort of you know talked about in the description. I think the the last one I did was where you're doing like um a race around the island. You have to pick up the race car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, I it's, I think it was a decent way through the game because uh, and most of the story beats were familiar, so I was getting there, just wasn't quite there. Uh, getting a lot of stuff going on, but this is the first time I've ever played it. I I thought that Beautiful Katamari was the only sequel. I didn't know that there was a second sequel on PS2. I think the last time we recorded this, I think you mentioned that or you corrected me on that. I was like, oh, so. This wasn't the 360 game. I thought that Correct. was the only two. Yeah, so, this this was the this was on the PS2 and the beautiful Katamari's on the 360 and then there's Katamari Forever on the PS3 and me and my Katamari on the PSP. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you know they kept making them cuz I thought, you know, but but I thought there was only two games. So there's more Katamari to go out there and enjoy. Um a lot of the King dialogue, like anytime the King of all cosmos is talking at, at some point, especially on a time crunch, I just started skipping the dialogue. Oh yeah. It's, it's just silly and nonsensical. It's completely nonsensical. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's not, it's not important to anything. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like drivel at some point. He's like, yes, I'm tired. He's like, yes, I'm tired. Cause I'm, I'm sitting and watching, sitting and watching is tired, tiring. Um, oh, candy? You want to make candy? Let's make candy. <laughs> and it just yeah. kind of is like that. He's, he's yeah. all over the place. 
I mean, I like that it's I like that it's goofy. I think it adds to his character. But on a crunch, I was kind of like, I gotta, I gotta get. Yeah, I mo- mo- like, yeah, just hold down start, and yeah. it passes all of that. It's just get in there, like start the, rolling stuff. Yeah, I liked that. Like sometimes when it, you load into the level, you actually have control of your character, and the king's still talking, and the king yeah. might get kind of mad, like, "Hey, we're being ignored," and you're just like, "You're like, yeah, the way I'm playing the yeah. game," you know? Yeah. Um. I think this is a great sequel, though, to Katamari Damacy, personally, because I, I like that it adds more game modes, like like the sumo wrestler, rolling the sumo wrestler around. That was fun. Doing the yeah. race, you know, like that was that was fun. It was just something else than grow your Katamari this big in this amount of time. And um, I also didn't see any levels where it's like, hey, only only collect the crabs and nothing else or things like that. I mean, there are levels where you do that, but they don't really punish you for collecting anything else. It's yeah, like you're you're counted. yeah, you're you're mainly going after other items, but yeah, you can you can pick up other stuff too. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. you know, with the exception of there there are those like uh the bear and the cow stuff where it's like just pick up one of the like pick up the biggest of one of these type of thing. Oh, okay. You At least can if, pick up one, like, right? I think I think that's there. Or it's like pick up as many. Now I can't remember because uh, I've been playing a lot of Katamari, like not just this game, like other Katamari games too. Because anyway, I'll talk more about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. There there is there is more variety and, um, like with the sumo one, did you do the first one or did you do any more than that one? Um. I only did the first one, I guess. Yeah. So it, it, one thing I feel like the game could have done a better job of, or maybe it's just that I was skipping the dialogue too much Uh. is letting me know that there were other things to do on that. Because like pretty much every person that you help, then like, Oh, you completed the first one of it. Cool. Now, like instead of, this being do this as large as you can it's do this to the specified size like size as fast as you can oh okay and sure. then it's like that but then they'll be like oh here's version 2 of as big as you can and then version 2 of as fast as you can and version 3 of each one of those um and then even some of the the like some of the some of the people the levels open up to give you an endless mode in that particular location and that oh, like starting area too. Nice. Because I, I was playing the game and I was like, I felt like sometimes I just want to keep rolling. I don't want to, I don't yeah. want a time limit. So yeah, there, there are some endless cool. modes, um, that, that you can do or it's like get up to, I don't know, a thousand meters is yeah. like one of the levels. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a lot more variety and yeah, it's, it's been interesting to also be playing, um, the first Katamari Damacy, like along with this to see some of the differences with even like how much I loved the first Katamari Damacy. Um, I feel like this game, though it's not wildly different, I feel like it improves upon the first game in practically every way. Yeah. Um, 
Like I, I feel, feel like this game is a lot more forgiving <laughs> than the first Katamari game. Like in Katamari Damacy, when you're, when you're rolling up and you're making your Katamari larger and you bump into any little thing, items come off right away. Yeah, like right. right away. That doesn't happen right away in We Love Katamari. Yeah. It, it, it lets you, I don't know, like it, it let, it lets you be not perfect. Um, yeah. You know, if you keep bumping things or really get hit hard, you do have like items knocked away, but like, I don't get stuck the way that I did in Katamari Damacy, where sometimes you're too big for the area that you're in mm, and you yep. just kind of get stuck and you like, you're really slow to get out of that. That doesn't happen. At least it didn't happen in the almost 20 hours I played. We love Katamari, yeah, um, right. which you can beat the game. Like, I think I beat we love Katamari in like five and a half or six hours, but I went back and did all of the achievements in the game. So I've played it for, I think, I think it's 19 to 20 hours now. Nice. Um, so I, I love this game anyway. Um, <laughs> the title is apt. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I think I've mostly talked about all my points here, but yeah, really like having, having like you complete a level and then you can come back and do slightly different objectives or ultimately get to in some of them having that endless one is so cool. Like I, I feel like that that also, like you mentioned, is one thing that I wanted to be able to do in Katamari Damacy. And I'm really glad that they've added that to um we love Katamari. So I'm looking over at my cat who's like doing stuff to my office door because there's a, <laughs> one of my other cats on the other side and they're like communicating. So yeah, no, it's all good. I've got a Pardon. feisty, I've got I'm, a feisty I'm gonna let a cat out. Lap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, any any other thoughts that you have on it before we kind of jump in to talk a bit in more detail? Let's do it. And for some reason, I just thought of X-ray cat who can see through wooden doors. <laughs> anyway, so okay, that was X-ray cat. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Freddie got fingered the his cartoon that he makes. Is oh Cat. man, I haven't I haven't seen that movie since it was new. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. Yeah, and I don't think I've seen it since. Okay, that that's an odd tangent that we might have to cut out. But oh anyway, no, it's staying. It's, it's staying, staying. Okay. for sure. <laughs> um. All right. So, music. What did you think of the music in the game? It was good. I I think that this soundtrack was a little more chilled out than Katamari Damacy personally. Um. But um. Uh, I I think I I think I like Katamari Damacy better. But I probably didn't hear all the tracks either. So, I so some of them were more catchy. But this one does feel like like the reviewer said a little more experimental. Again, a little more chilled out. So, yeah. So, like. I do think that I like Katamari Damacy's soundtrack a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I was like pre listening to some of these and then like, there's at least six songs right here that I was like, Oh yeah, I like this one. And I like this one. And I like this one. Yeah. So, um, 
there there's still a good amount of stuff that I enjoyed, but yeah, I don't know. Like there, there's still something about the original Katamari Damacy soundtrack that, that really like sticks in my brain a bit stronger than this one does. But there, there are like Katamari on the swing. Um, that really has been stuck in my head this past like week or so. I think the same thing with the overture two. Um, but now most of the other Katamari songs that I'm thinking of are in the first game, like the stuff that's like in my head right at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I think it's like lonely shining star or something like that. I really loved that song in Katamari Damacy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let me, let me put something on here. You interested in uh, hearing a little bit of some of these tracks? Please let's do it. All right. Uh, first one up here is Everlasting Love here from the We Love Katamari original soundtrack. just a bit of everlasting love from the we love katamari soundtrack yeah it's a good track okay so yeah next one uh it's a acapella katamari on the rocks Katamari on the Rocks, acapella uh, by Dokaka, I think. 
That was fun. I always admire acapella stuff like that. But I mean, really, I guess it's like beatboxing more than more than it is. Or I don't know. Maybe maybe is 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 beatboxing just a form of acapella? I feel like it's part of it. Multiple people. Yeah, it's it's part of it. You know. Um, I don't know enough, apparently. But acapella is just, I think, just literally means using just voice only, right? So no. No instruments. All right. Uh, next, we'll ha- we'll have a a bit of baby universe. calm track good melody and all that stuff i accidentally hit mute on you <laughs> for, oh. for just a second as yeah. i'm like doing stuff with the uh the mixing board here my bad i will not there was, be there was like a syllable that i muted you for my apologies yeah. it's okay it's just just a nice track but nothing really important well fine <laughs> <laughs> All right, then uh, now we have Katamari on the swing. on the swing potentially my favorite song in the soundtrack yeah it's kind of a 
callback for the on the uh, original theme, but kind yeah. of a jazzy, swingy version. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. Good, good oh, no. What were you saying? Good song. All right. Be- better than Baby Universe. Kind of unimportant. <laughs> no, no. My commentary was unimportant. Okay. Not the song. Was oh, I, thought were, I thought you were calling the song unimportant. Oh, no. That's just my my two cents, oh, you know. Um, I gotcha. Criticism. I so. misunderstood. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, then... Uh, penultimate that i want to share here uh is overture two too just like that little piano piece there that song reminds me of a song it's gonna bother me but it's nice i like the piano is it a charlie brown song good i mean it's kind of similar (laughs) in that vein um but but not quite all right well then the last the last thing here that i will force everyone to listen to (laughs) is a song called Bluffing Damasi. that was a good track for kind of like what i felt about this soundtrack in general like that's i felt like that song that pace of the song is what i heard a lot of this game and that's why i said it was very chilled out yeah like i really love that song um i don't know what he's singing about 
But I, I love the sound of the voice along with the music. Clearly, he is he is singing about bluffing Damasi. Well, yeah. Overall, I really enjoy the soundtrack. I I think it's great. Again, I think I think Katamari Damasi's soundtrack is a little bit stronger. So you know, it's it's going to just edge it out if I'm only going to pick which you know one that I want to listen to. (laughs) Maybe during my work day or something. It's just going to be. Maybe just going to be the first game, but uh, this one's still really good. Well, you want to talk about the the levels of the game? Yeah, let's talk about the levels. So I I pulled up this Steam walkthrough because a lot of the stuff on the Katamari Wiki it didn't have as much detail when trying to figure out um, like what stages were what. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, you know, you, you've got our tutorial stage. You learn how to do a Katamari if you don't know how to do a Katamari. Did did you, like, I know that you weren't, like, seeking everything out, but yeah. did, did the cousins or the presence, like, catch your eye when you were out and rolling about? Yeah, the first few levels, I got the, the cousins and the presents because they were smaller levels. Yeah. So they were a little easier to find. Um, but yeah, I tried to, um, when I saw them, I try, I liked collecting the cousins. Um, there, There's one, I believe it is the origami stage. Um, we're oh collecting the God. cranes everywhere. Um, the cousins like hanging out in the, uh, in the infirmary. You have to go. Oh, slide. yeah laying laying on one of the beds and yeah it was it was kind of funny because i didn't think i was big enough to roll over but because the the cousin's huge it's yeah a really big character yeah. and, but i did anyway and it was i was very lopsided going down the hall i thought that was kind of fun but yeah so i mean you got all the achievements so i assume that you got them all eventually yes yeah yes i got all the things um i'm trying to look and see the the sleepy guy. I remember uh, the guy that's like laying down for, uh, I think maybe it's the third level. I, I can't remember. I was going back through and getting all the cousins in the past few days. Um, and I just remember it. His was one of the last ones that I went to, oh, but okay. the, I think like one of my, one of my favorites like very early on, like as soon as I was getting to play it, cause it just felt so satisfying was the Hansel and Gretel stage. Yeah. I did that stage. Yep. Like just like rolling down the hill and then immediately, like you just start picking up every bit of the house and you can just kind of keep rolling circles around inside of the house mm. and you just keep collecting stuff. Cause like things keep falling. Yeah. I never made it inside the house actually, which is funny. I was just rolling around outside. Oh, really? It was all kinds of, yeah, I know it said something about rolling up the house and I I was like, oh, okay, well. Oh man. If you roll, no, if you roll straight at the house because it's, because it's constructed out of candy or like smaller panels of like graham cracker or whatever it might be, um, or just cookies in general. Yeah. Dude, you just, you roll down the hill, immediately you start taking chunks out of the house. Okay. Like, even I, at the I size that, that you are already. Bit. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. 
but I remember getting some donuts right outside the house as it's falling down and, and stuff. It, that's yeah. It's a fun one. Fun level. Yeah. I just was surprised like how quickly they just let you demolish the house and yeah. like I finished the house and then started going around, picking up all the like candy flowers and picked up the witch and then went back up to Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> oh, I just realized, you know what levels aren't, um, don't seem to be in this one where it's like, Hey, grow to 10 meters and we're not going to tell you when oh, you reach 10 meters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those get a return from the first game. Cause the first game, there's stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Like for, so for those, did you have any particular method that you would try to, to use to try to Not figure really. it out? I would just kind of guess and say, Oh, I was too low this time up. Oh, I was too high. Like try and find right in the middle. So, so I was taking my rough conversion of how three meters is similar to three yards. Hmm. Um, though more. So I was just looking at things. It's like, okay, be X number of meters. I'm like, that converts to roughly how many feet? Yeah. And then I would think about it that way and be like, okay, how tall is a three-story house? Yeah. And when I would try to figure out, I think it was like the three meters. Um, so yeah, so stuff like that, I would try to, like, that's how I would try to convert it in my head. And like, what are things that are actually that size? And then compare myself to like similar items in the world. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good strategy. There, um, there was there was one where it was like grow to twenty meters that I got nineteen point not like yeah nineteen point nine. Dang, you're right there. And I was just like, holy crap! I'm glad I stopped right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, more variety in these stages like that we didn't talk about. There was the um the fireball stage where you had to like keep collecting things to keep your fire going. Yeah. Um, and it gets harder each iteration. There's three iterations of that campfire one that you have to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, okay. Because yeah, there's like up at the top of the little, um, at the top of the little hill in the area, there's a small fire for you to light. Then there's a decent sized bonfire and then just a gigantic one. Um, yeah, there like, that's, that's a recurring theme in a lot of the levels where it's like, oh, here's the first version of it. Now do a slightly harder and larger one. And then Mm. the final hardest and largest thing that you have to do. Yeah. I, I liked, um, I, I liked how it kind of forced you to like, think about always collecting things like even a little bit more, because if you don't collect things, um, your fire goes out. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that one was especially frustrating to me at first. Like, yeah, like I I was able to get the first one. Like, I think I, I think I failed once getting to the first size one and then like the, the middle sized fire that I had to light, I just kept failing. Like I, my fire just kept going out. Like I was not fast enough and I was really frustrated by that level. So I just moved on and did some other things for a while. I see. Yeah. I, it's kind of funny when you fail some of them cause they're kind of brutal. Like they kind of berate you a little bit. Oh my like, God. The lasers. Yeah. The lasers and the, what the King says is like, so angry and mean, which makes a little bit more sense when you realize who his father was. But, um, 
But like, I remember just to see what happened, I immediately just rolled the fire Katamari into the water just to see what we would do. And the the lady, the, the, the little NPC that's in the level was like, your Katamari is on fire. And if you go in the water, it goes out. Like, how can you not understand this simple concept? And it's just like, geez, I'm like, I'm Zara, just playing a game here. <laughs> like, and I'm getting berated by this lady I, I don't know anyway it's just like it's kind of like my worst insecurities like come to life in the in the game you know like so did did you play the very similar kind of well i mean i feel like it's similar maybe it's just because it, i think it takes place in the same level uh the firefly stage i did not know so that one it's dim somebody's trying to study and it's like the sun has just gone down Mm -hmm. and you are rolling around all the fireflies that you can find to get it bright enough and then roll yourself back over to that person. Um, that one also like, I guess it wasn't as hard as the camping and fire one, but I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel as like, easy is how uh, now I've spent a lot of time like rolling Katamari and getting like getting used to (laughs) growing it quickly. Um, and this was one of the things that like it, it didn't, it didn't work exactly the same way as what I was used to. So it, it felt a little bit harder at first, even though like in actuality, it's definitely not as hard as, uh, that, that campfire one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, any other levels that that sort of stuck out that you wanted to check? Yeah, out? so I mean the the origami one, I had never actually made it to a thousand. I made it to like nine hundred and thirty something. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and is that is that a separate iteration like you were talking about? Is that when we have to keep going back, or is it? So you actually that one I don't know. Yeah, because because it said just like collect as many cranes as you can. And then, you know, basically every stage I was just doing the bare minimum to pass. And then they berate you for saying, well, it's so small. Man, I'm so embarrassed for you. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that one, that one, I feel like is the hardest one. The origami Mm -hmm. one. That's the only one that I was not able to actually meet the requested objective the oh i thought the save the pandas one was really interesting it's one where you're basically like rolling stuff around to sell to fundraise money for saving pandas oh (laughs) you so you're trying to pick up as expensive of things as possible so like there's a wedding that's going on that you can steal the ring and i think it gives you eight thousand dollars um so there's a like a lot of little expensive things to look out for to help like really boost the amount of money that you have for your fundraiser <laughs> that you're yeah. helping somebody with. That's creative. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there's like the different stages that are roll as big as you can with only rolling up 100 items. Oh, um okay. or so being selective, yeah. Yeah. And like really like making sure that you're only grabbing the things that will help make you the largest. So it's really frustrating to run over something really small on accident. Like, (laughs) no, like I could pick up a bear right now. And I accidentally rolled over a book of matches. 
The and you said that you got to the racetrack one, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So I, I there's I think there's three versions of that one that they're very very similar. But I really liked that one. I thought that one was a lot of fun with how fast it's kind of like throwing you around the track and like you just move so fast. Yeah, part of it is because I guess the Katamari rolls by itself even when you're not going forward, right? So. Yeah, or like I, I was able to stop myself at times, but as soon as you give any momentum to push forward, you're going really fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you so then you did at least version one of the sumo, right? Yeah, right. There. So there are uh, there are also three for the sumo. And the, the biggest one that you have to do is to fight against Yokozuna and I think you have to be never mind. I can't I can't remember exactly how big you have to get, but it's 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 huge by comparison to the second level. Okay. Um and I was stuck on that one for quite a while. The first the first two versions of the sumo one I knocked out pretty easily. I, I might have only had to retry like once or twice on each of them. Um but that third one it took so many attempts, but it was so satisfying to finally get it. And like kind of make an optimal route to go pick things up yeah um to get big enough and that that is one thing that like i feel like this game is a very it's the what easy to learn difficult to master type thing um but only if you like really push yourself for the highest tier i guess or the i guess well yeah the the third tier whatever it is for each one of these levels I don't and know. I found just it, move found the goalpost, right? Like it's the same amount of time. It's just you have to get to a bigger goal. Well, sometimes it's more time as well. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, I or even if it's the same amount of time, then like the the set of items that are out in the world is different. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't weren't lazy about that. They made it. Yeah. No, they they yeah they really did uh, make you know, some significant changes to the version two and the version three of each one of the levels. I like the sumo one because it's kind of like, for one, your, your character isn't really a ball that you're yeah. rolling, you know, you're it's kind rolling of rolling like a person oblong. And, you know, as you're picking things up, they sort of get consumed after a little bit. So they kind yeah. of stick on there for a while and then they get, and then all of a sudden the sumo is just bigger. Yeah. It just becomes more bigger. So anyway, I just thought it was fun. I really appreciated that variety. Whereas um, it just, it almost felt like kind of tired in the original. Um, You just like wanted a little bit more. And I think this game gives it to you. Yeah. So the, the, the make a Saturn stage, the hula hoop girl is the, the set of levels for the small, medium and large. That is the make a Katamari X size. Like make it this many meters in size. Now make it this many meters. Okay. So it it gets a bit more difficult the larger it gets. Cause I'm like, what is a hundred meters even look like? Yeah. 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 Three football fields. (laughs) It's like, yeah. So, and so the, the craziest, like, well, craziest, the, the, the one that has like, essentially make the largest things and takes the most amount of time are the bird and elephant levels. 
Like it's the, I guess the make a planet five levels where you end up on your main screen. You see this big elephant and a little bird hanging out. And uh, this one also was the most difficult to get all of the cousins. Cause it's like 16 to 20 minutes each run. And there's four cousins that you can only get one at a time. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Um, but this one, the bird elephant one, it also has an endless mode. And th- this one takes you from, I think as small as one meter. And this is where I've gotten up to like 36 or 3,700 meters in size, um, where you're like rolling up mountains and volcanoes and clouds and islands and stuff like that. Um, yeah, this is the, this is the, the one of the fun endless ones that you can just kind of go from, from a city dweller to you've now consumed the whole planet. Basically. I just, overall, I really enjoyed the variety. I loved that when you complete a level for a character, usually it's just the first thing that you've done for them and you've got more things that you can come back and do. But also, I think to complete the game, that's not a requirement. I think if as long as you complete one thing per person, then I think you can roll credits. Because I think that's what I did when I first rolled credits. And then when I went back and I was playing more, I was like, wait, there's so much more game than I realized. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I was doing. And I was able to clear most of them first try. You know, like yeah. there was very few that I got stuck on and i'm not great at this game either so yeah um how about the underwater stage though that was oh yeah that's cool. right that one was that one was pretty fun a little um, kind of moon physics sort of like kind of yeah jump around and um i thought that was a nice touch too just uh you know probably not the biggest game changer in the world as far as gameplay, but again, more variety. Yeah. It it was nice to see a different environment as opposed to just always being in a city. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, anything else about the levels in particular? Not that I can, not that I can think of or really recall. Um, but it, it, the reviewers did kind of call out that there were like kind of fewer stages because they were reusing them, but I, I really didn't mind, you know. See, I feel like there's, I feel like there's so much more in this game than yeah. Katamari Damacy. Um, yeah. Even though I love the crap out of Katamari Damacy. Um, anyway. Well, I, I also, uh, in kind of characters, I'm, well, actually, yeah, they're characters cause you can play them as soon as you collect them. Um, the cousins Yeah. did, did you have any particular favorite cousin? I mean, they're all the same in what they do. It's just visually they're different and they have a funny name. Yeah. I didn't really mess with them too much. I, I just, I like that the designs are weird and it, it it's kind of almost like a play. It's like everyone's got that weird cousin or something like that. They're just like all different. Um, but no, I I not in particular. But I I do love their designs. What what about you? Um, I really like Dip. But it's funny now that I'm looking in this list. Why is Dip not there? Oh, is in the the list. This is just a weird wiki. Dip oh, okay. is up in the Katamari Damacy. It's the one with the like 
purple tights, the black top, but with like colorful stars. Mm, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I really liked Dip and playing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, for a while, was rolling around as Macho. <laughs> yeah. Um, except I think in We Love Katamari, I thought he was orange. And in this picture, he's pink. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm... I, I've got to be thinking of like, oh, I think Ace is orange. Got it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, those listening, you're just going to have to look these up to yep. <laughs> see what they look like. The Katamari cousins. Yeah. They're they're all kind of goofy looking. Oh, yeah. Drooby was the very last one that I got. That was the mm. the fourth um the fourth time I played through that like practically twenty minute long level. Oh um, wow. that's like yeah. get to get to three thousand meters as fast as you can, I think. Uh, wow. Like I think it's that one. Anyway. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a it's good time commitment. I mean, twenty minutes four times, like it's more than an hour, right? <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, so most most of the most of the levels are fairly short. I feel like uh, in playing some of Katamari Damacy recently, a lot of those levels, the average level length is longer than the average level length in Katamari or in We Love Katamari. Mm. But I feel like there are more levels in We Love Katamari, so there's I think probably the same amount or more gameplay total time. If you're even if you're not going for everything in We Love Katamari than in Katamari Damacy. Um but I just Yeah. It's, I noticed that the time limits were tighter. I saw yeah. a lot more like three minute, four minute levels rather than it just genuinely increasing a little bit every level. So Yeah, like one level that I played the other night in Katamari Damasi is like, you have thirty minutes. And I'm like, holy crap. Like I forgot this game gave me or maybe it wasn't 30 maybe it was like 20 but still just like here's a 20 minute timer and i'm like dang okay i'm doing this for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah well you got anything else uh you want to talk about regarding we love katamari i wish i could have played more of it um <laughs> it's a bummer but uh i you know i still will probably continue playing it um but um and i'm still glad i picked it up uh looks great and i th- somehow it runs more efficient on the steam deck i felt nice. like it's it was at 60 fps and it definitely wasn't like spinning up the fans or anything it was just mellow and chilling so yeah i mean it's it's barely it's barely nicer than ps2 graphics so <laughs> yeah no, but i thought it looked really good i like, know it does the, the re-roll yeah it's, it's i i'm i'm just meaning like it shouldn't be taxing quality. your hardware like yeah <laughs> yeah i i agree but it's just like but also like everything looked really sharp like um like it definitely looked like a remaster it wasn't like fuzzy like those ps2 graphics are um you know and to be fair i was playing it at least 720p where the you just cut out again. Time to get some uh, gear. I heard you saying that you were playing at 720p. Yeah, I mean 720p, you know, is is a lot higher than what the what the PS2 would be outputting anyway. So there's that. I mean, 
The PS2 is capable of 1080. It yes, in 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 ideal scenarios, but not every game supported it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it wasn't until the end of the PS2 generation that that started being a thing. Yeah, um, but I think even in the most in most cases, 720p would have been it or 1080i. Mm-hmm. But I think you know there's there's mods, uh, soft modding that you can do to force the PS2 to output 1080p on everything. Yeah. Um, it may not work perfectly with every game, but you can you can like override and force that as the output option. Yeah, wasn't it 1080i, not 1080p? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe it is 1080i. Um, yeah, I don't remember completely. It it depends because if I think that 40i scales up, um, but like it's it's hard to make a non interlaced <laughs> thing progressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little tricky. So, all right. Well, is that it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, your closing thoughts is do you, you love, we love Katamari. We right? love Katamari. We love Katamari. We do. All right. Well, should we go back and talk about what we've been playing? Sounds good. All right. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to present day, which again is the past for you, listener. It is November the 17th, the year is 2023, and uh, we just had a wonderful time where we love Katamari. Yeah, agreed. And uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about what we've been playing. And one of the things I've been playing was playing with you and friend of the show, Gerald RX40, Deep Rock Galactic. Was playing that. Uh, I was I was on my Xbox, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, we played on Xbox. I'm like, wait, we did? Yeah, we would have had to. And I think I cloud streamed it because. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I couldn't. I, um, or wait, or did you play on your? No, I think I also played on my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember actually playing on my. Um, it was the first time me playing that game on my uh, OLED. And oh yeah, that's right. Oh, it was just, it's just so pretty, man. Like the colors and blacks are so deep because it's a dark game, you know? So, yeah. So yeah, I played a bit of that, uh, just with you guys that one time. Also, uh, we downloaded or at least started downloading Star Wars Battlefront 2, um, which I then played a day or two later, uh, with friend of the show, Gerald RX 40. Uh, and it's the, the, the newer one, the one that's on game pass. Um, but yeah, I was, we also played some party animals uh, yeah. on Game Pass. I forgot about that. That's it's crazy. That yeah, we played a little bit of that before we played Deep Rock Galactic that one night. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. It's interesting. Um, but that's one of the, the reasons why I prefer Human Fall Flat because it's a cooperative goal, and I I think that party animals and like Fall Guys is competitive. Yeah. And my competitive spirit comes out and I get frustrated real fast with those <laughs> controls, you know, like, like, why aren't you doing what I want you to? You yeah, know, it's, it's just goofy. And human fall flat. It's like, oh, I fell off, whatever, you know, but anyway. Yeah. Some people are really good at throwing people off. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we played some of that, had a good time, uh, or at least I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we all are sorry. I also played a little bit of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, still a really fantastic game. I haven't, I haven't finished powering through it. Not because it's not good and I'm not having fun. 
It's just I've become so consumed by Katamari um, that, like you and I were talking about before recording, it's just it's the only game that has sounded fun to me at all since like since a like a week ago. I mean, I guess a week ago today was when we played Deep Rock and Party Animals, but like since then, I've played like basically nothing but Katamari. Mm. Um. And I don't know, it's it's just, it's scratching the right itch for me. I'm really, like, not, like, I'm, I'm really enjoying just kind of having a chill experience and, like, playing a non-violent game and just, yeah. like, vibing with the music, vibing with all the cool, like, I don't know, I love the graphics of the Katamari games, so, yeah, so I... Of course, played through Wheel of Katamari. I played through again and beat Katamari Damacy again. Mm. Um, and I am, I just started playing beautiful Katamari today. And today was when I learned about the existence of Katamari Forever and me and my Katamari. So mm. if I'm still feeling the Katamari itch, <laughs> uh, I may move on to those games as well. Um, yep. in addition to the game that we'll be playing for the show that you will mention later. But yeah, I'm, I've heavily got Katamari on the brain. It's just, it's just feeling right right now. And normally I don't like when I complete one game of a series, I don't generally have a good time just jumping right into the next one or a different one of the same yeah. series. Yeah, for some reason that feels out. fine right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, they're kind of short, they're not tremendously long games too. Right. So no. maybe you just want like, you know, big Katamari RPG, you know, you want a big Katamari adventure, but instead you don't have that. You have multiple games to get. Yeah. I've got small Katamari adventures to go on. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that it? Did you? Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I, I technically like. Last weekend, I tried to fire up God of War on my PlayStation 5, and I tried to fire up Ghost of Tsushima that I've already been playing, and mm. I tried to fire up... There was another game that's on my PS5 that I just, like... I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself... Like I was like, I can see this is good. I don't want to play this right now. Yeah. Um, uh, yep, yeah. Yeah. So I tried I tried to get started on God of War. I just like 30 minutes in was like not right now. Go so, play some more Katamari. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I need to like kickstart you need something to kickstart me on a game. Like sometimes I'll watch a speed run of it or 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 something like that and it'll get me interested in what's happening um even if it's a game I've played before. Be like, ah, oh, I remember that. That was fun. And then it makes me want to play it, you know? So that, that can come up. Um, so, yeah, we talked about the same things, you know, more Deep Rock, Galactic, right? And and played a little bit of Party Animals and played soccer in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had fun with that. Yeah, that was that was fun. Like, I, if, I wish I had the choice. I'm like, I just want to play soccer. I don't want to do anything else. Um, so it was kind of a weird, like FIFA-like game in a way, but like yeah. sillier. Um, way sillier. 
Yeah, and I will admit the uh, the characters in the game are really cute. I yeah, like they are fuzzy animals. So, um, we we I we played some more Deep Rock Galactic also with my team earlier this week. Oh, okay. Um, so that was that was fun. We we tried some. I got to introduce some new mission types like the liquid morkite my um refinery missions. Um, there was another one that we did that I can't remember right now. Uh, but I I finished Plants for Zombies on the Vita. Nice. So uh, that was that was fun. Uh, it's yep, still plays really well there. I want us to cover that game at some point because i feel like there's a lot of characters and stuff to talk about like favorite plants and um strategies and all that kind of stuff so we'll have to do that i'm i'm kind of making a list of games so we can play next halloween or something that might be a, a good one nice um because the game's not as long as i remember i think you could probably get through it in five hours at, at most you know it's it just seems like it's a lot longer. I don't know. I just remember playing that game for so many hours on my Gen One iPad. Yeah, yeah. That's a that was that was a beautiful version on the iPad. It was oh great. my god, it was the best. And they injected it full of ads, and here we are. <laughs> so now, when you complete levels, they give you ads, which extends the gameplay length dramatically. Like it takes so much longer to get through. You don't like it. Um, but Vita is a great place. Xbox is a great place to play um, Plants vs. Zombies. So, and if you're a purist, you don't like the widescreen with the extra added. Like, it's funny when you're on the roof. Like, there's a they had a telephone pole in the middle that like kind of blocks your view because normally in the smaller letterbox version you can only see really just the roof. Yeah. And but uh, now there's a telephone pole with like a bird nest and eggs and it. it's just it's just kind of funny um how they kind of zoomed out a little bit uh so i recommend playing it there um i finished control i rolled credits nice and i don't i don't want to talk about too much more about that game um you should play quantum break yeah, like it's it's not that I don't like it. It was it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um I don't think there was as much story that real that is I wanted oh, um, to pay off. You're looking for story? Quantum Break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll check that out because like it, it's kind of like the story in Control is like you're just trying to figure out what's going on and like what is this place and you know, what role do you play? Why are you here? Um, where, so I'm trying to, I'm playing the one of, I, I realized, um, cause I was watching a plot summary on YouTube just so I could like, okay, there mar- is a part of the plot I'm missing here. You know, can I watch some more, get some more out of it? And then they started talking about the downloadable content. And then I realized I'm like, Oh, right. I have the ultimate edition, which has the the DLC. So I'm like, um, and they talked a little bit briefly about one of the episodes. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I want to play that. So I'm playing through that. Uh, I don't know how much longer I have, maybe three or four hours. I, I, I can't really tell. Um, at some point, I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
but the combat all of a sudden has gotten easy again. Like I'm overpowered in some way. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to explain that. That game, it just ebbs and flows in difficulty. Some sections are harder and then you unlock more upgrades and then you get stronger and then it's not a problem anymore. At this point, I just, yeah, I feel, I, I guess I did just die recently a couple times to a fight because I wasn't being careful, but it's like you start to loosen up and and play reckless and then and then the game makes you pay, so... It's still it's still a cool game. Um, there there are some moments that I you know I could see is like people saying like yeah that that's one of my favorite gaming moments because um, I don't know I just feel like I can't talk about it anymore because I just I don't want to risk spoiling it so okay <laughs> yeah yeah I gotta Those go are- back and con- continue playing that. Yeah, there's one scene you'll you'll know um, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, there's one just like time that you play that involves music, and it's just like crank up the volume and just enjoy because it's 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 awesome. Um, but but other than that, like I still recommend it. But if if you especially if you like remedy stuff, but I think Quantum Break is what I need to play. <laughs> yes, it's funny. I actually just saw uh, on one of the websites when I was looking for news, it was like, everyone slept on quantum break. You shouldn't. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I got to send that to Andy. Cause yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta try it. It's, it's good stuff, yeah. man. I think so. Cause like, I know people are, um, really into Anal- Adam Alan wake too right now, but yeah, I just don't feel like that's my kind of game. It, because I think they're leaning more into what I don't like about control. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to try it to find out. Right? Yeah. But, <laughs> no, I mean, really, I, I think you should give it a shot. It's, um, it's not, it, the whole experience itself is not like any, anything else I've ever experienced for a game. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, so I guess we're going to talk about what we're what we're what we're playing next, right? Yeah, please. Okay, uh, this one was recommended by Chrono. Uh, I talked. I think I talked about it a few episodes ago, but I'm going to make Mash play it now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's Cave Story. Uh, I'm going to. I'm trying to hunt down the 3D version, which has 3D graphics, but otherwise is exactly the same game. Um, but you know, any way you can play this, I mean, there are official means. Uh, I if you do play on PC, there's um, it's like the don't dokutsu dokutsu uh, mod. It you know adds some nice features to it that kind of brings it up to par with the more modern versions, and it's very easy. Just sort of drag and drop the executable where it needs to go. You can download it for free. All that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a, they, they have unofficial ports. You there's technically like a Genesis and a Dreamcast port that's out there. Yeah. You can, you can find them there. Uh, so you can make it more retro, even though it's kind of like an, it's a newer game, but it's still kind of retro. You can kind of just pick your flavor on how you want to play, you know? Yeah. What year did it come out originally? Came out. 
I, I believe it was like released in Japan in 2000, but I think it was released in America in 2004 or something like that. I think that's how it went. Uh, it was a little foggy on when the like American translation came out because it looks like it came out later. Let's see. But it definitely felt like a game that was like your precursor to your braids and your, your fez, like those big indie darlings. Um, at least on the Wikipedia page for Cave Story, it gives one release date of December 20th, 2004. Yeah. So, there you go. Maybe it was 2001 in Japan. There, There is like some sort of initial beta release or something way before that 2000, but, but there you go. Well, right on. Um, anything else before we get the heck out of here? I think I'm ready for bed. <laughs> All right. Um, let me get back to the page. There we go. Okay. Well, I'll get us out of here. Uh, so, hey, oh, hold on a second. Got to start that music. Can't go anywhere without that. Nope. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Podorama, you know, all of them. I was going to make up some, but not this time. Uh, you can join us on Discord. You can follow us on Instagram. Come join us next time when we talk about Cave Story. May your video games be fun, and bye for now. See ya. See ya.